right. Another another episode in the books. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come and squeeze us. That's all I'll say. Jesus. Guys, welcome to another episode of P-Pop and Talking. It's your girl, Babs, here. Hey, it's Lo, and we are ready to discuss episode six of P-Valley. Yes. Episode six. Yes. You guys, we must tell you that we're recording live from Cala, Florida. It's extremely hot. Oh, my God. It's so hot. You guys probably hear crickets in the background because I have all these windows open. It's it's hot it's we live in the bay area and we both live in houses and the bay did not believe in air conditioning for many many years in fact (laughs) people in the bay only have air conditioning if they live in a place that was built from the ground up in the year like 2008 and after like air conditioning is a completely new concept in the bay which means that we are in the house sweating man it's hot it's like it's it's, burning up up. like for real it's too much it was like 96 degrees today um fucking really hot um so apologies for the crickets in the background if you can hear them (laughs) but i'm burning up Okay, so I have to open up all the doors, all the windows, all the doors. Seriously, just trying to stay cool by any means. So y'all just bear with us, but we just had to come and give it to y'all because this last episode of P-Valley, wow, it was amazing. This, This episode had everything. Episode six is titled Legacy, and this episode is directed by Tasha Smith. Which I don't know if I've ever seen her direct anything before. She is normally in front of the camera. We know her from several Tyler Perry movies. I was going to say this name seems very familiar. So she's, now- she's the oh, one. Yeah. She has a twin. Um, what else? Was she in the game? No. She was on like a very popular black TV show. I feel like it might have been the game. She's had like cameos on just about everything oh man she's been on so many things yes Mm -hmm. and she has a twin sister in real life um her twin is like bald and that's how you tell them apart they're like identical twins but the twin is bald she rocks a baldy and tasha obviously doesn't and so that's how you can tell them apart if you ever see them together but yes she's she's like she's been doing her thing in black hollywood she's been in hell of stuff so mm-hmm. I don't know if she's ever directed anything else, but um, this is the first time I guess I'm seeing her direct something, and this episode was great. Yes, it was. It was awesome, girl. It was just it was great. So Tasha did a great job. Go, kudos to Tasha for knocking it out the park. Not disappointing, but not like the show has at all. Um, and. Another thing I'm noticing about this show, which um, I think is also a little bit rare for um, television shows, but 
every single episode this thus far has also been written by the creator of the show. Yes. And I think that's something that we see in TV a lot. Normally the first episode or the first two episodes will be written by the same person who created the show. But later episodes are usually shared right Yeah, collabs. Different writers within the writer's room. But every single episode of this show has been written by Katori Hall. Who I love it. The show. Um, and she's only sharing writer um, credits on two episodes this far. Thus far, sorry. And this last episode was co-written with Jackie Rivera, who I believe is also a producer on the show. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the show, this episode, we had a lot. We had a new character this episode, uh, Miss Loretta Devine. She plays Uncle Clifford's grandmother, Uncle Clifford's blind grandmother. And I think she does a great job. But we also learn that the pink was previously a different establishment owned by, um, Loretta Devine's character um, and apparently also was known for as the old folks say running women so it's always kind of been a little bit of a running women's establishment yes yes somebody been dropping it hot like you said I just I just want to give it up to the goodness and the greatness of Loretta Devine uh, she's his grandmother and she does not disappoint with the type 2 vision or lack thereof, you know. She literally said, as long as she keeps uh, or holds off on her sugar, she gonna keep her feet. And I'm like, okay, grandma. <laughs> like, um, Loretta was amazing, you know. She just was putting Uncle Clifford up on game, but also you can see where Uncle Clifford gets his tenacity and drive and spirit from. Because mm-hmm. hey, baby, man, it was just awesome. So it's gonna be great to see. Um, her character develop in these next two episodes it's only two left I cannot believe there's just two two episodes left this is not this is not what I wanted (laughs) I need something else to watch yo and as soon as they said that they were going on breaks for two weeks usually I get hella mad but I was like you know what that's okay because that means that's you know they come back on August 30th that means I get some time and I'll have two more episodes at that point (laughs) but okay so this episode I kind of started out at order because I was like really excited to talk about Loretta Devine but yeah we'll get get back to her still she's still got some tea yes yes but we this episode opens up with Autumn and Mercedes gallivanting around towns getting this money um in various different wigs using different ids and girl (laughs) if i wasn't living for bonnie and bernita the best scamming duo of 2020 (laughs) not bonnie and clyde bonnie Bonnie and bernita (laughs) these hoes that pickle with the damn peppermint sticking out and the Chico stick. I'm like, no, nah, they got to quit. They got to quit now. <laughs> that was very, very ghetto. I do think that um, I've seen people do that peppermint with the pickles, which I think pickles are gross. So I, I just love think them. So nasty. But not with the peppermint. 
I am not that re- I'm not I'm not that advanced in the hood. And I actually have I don't think I've seen anyone eating a Chico stick since I was like eight years old. So I was like, damn, that <laughs> throwback is hell. But yes, there it opens up with them and all these all these different wigs going and collecting this money. Yes, yes, honey. And they're they've gotten so much money, but they're still not done getting. (laughs) So that's what I was gonna say in the last episode when they said, you know, whatever her fake alias name is, that she had been there a couple times to pick up some money. I was like, first of all, bitch, that's how y'all get caught. Why you keep going to the same place? She done been like twelve times in nine days. What is you doing? Right. Um. I'm just trying to figure out how much money it will ultimately be. Yeah. And like how this comes crashing down. Cause this is just like, you're not, she's obviously not getting all this money and getting away with it. So you're not getting away with it. She know too much about money to be, she know better than to have all that money in her fridge. Like she knows way too much about money. I can't like, you know what's also interesting? This is the first episode where I was like, you know, I'm kind of interested in Autumn. You know, I have not really cared about Autumn at all. <laughs> so, you're so not far, trying to give Autumn no light. You're like, none. <laughs> I'm like, please give her time back to Mercedes or Miss Mississippi, whoever. But this episode, I was like, I kind of want to see where this goes. Like, I'm like, kinda, she became human, right? Yes. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But we don't know exactly what happens. We know they still have more money to get. Mercedes reaches out to Maine, who is her fine-ass neighbor from across the street, um, to get them more. The name is Maine is just hella funny. Hey, Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maine gets them some more IDs so that they can continue gallivanting and getting this money or whatever and keep scamming in the city girl spirit (laughs) (laughs) in the spirit of JT (laughs) real Um, and then they have a very sentimental moment so they're at Mercedes house and Autumn has to use the bathroom and she goes into Mercedes' daughter's room. And, you know, uh, Mercedes, like, eventually walks up on her and was just like, I know you maybe can't hear, but you see this ain't no fucking bathroom. Like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so they basically kind of bond because they both, in a sense, have lost daughters where Autumn has physically lost her daughter the daughter is presumably dead um and in mercedes case she has lost custody of her daughter so they kind of bond over that moment and i think that is probably the scene that really kind of humanizes autumn for me as a viewer yes Um, everything before like i have i kind of have these ideas ideas of what might have happened to her before she ended up in Chukalisa but it's not an it wasn't enough to really make me care but now I see like she lost her child she's obviously still dealing with that 
and she's she seems to have she seems to be getting this money for a very specific purpose. We don't know what that is yet, but but now I'm invested enough to try to figure out what what's going on. Well, girl, what's her um, name? Montavious. What's his name? <laughs> yes, Montavious. He's coming back. He's coming with a vengeance. So whatever she's doing, she better get her cheese so she can run again. Because it seems like she might have to again. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Um. So this episode also has. I just feel like there's a lot going on in this episode. So, you know, it starts off with Autumn and Mercedes. But then if you remember last episode, Miss Mississippi caught Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda. Make it out. Okay. So then this episode, we see the aftermath of that. And it doesn't, it ended up, for me at least, I feel like it was something I didn't expect. Back. Oh my god, fucking sorry you guys. Fireworks? Like, I thought we were done with this. No, no, we've been hearing them over here too. We were laughing actually the other night because we were like, oh, fireworks <laughs> returned, huh? We're gonna be like, mad through 2020. What the fuck? If we are on a fire advisory to like, it's so fucking hot. You like, we're not even supposed to be barbecuing outside. Like, like nothing, nothing, nothing. That inv- involves flame of any sort. Why are we doing fireworks? Okay, anyway. Anyway, um, the way that Lil Murder and Miss Mississippi approach the situation ended up being something completely different than what I thought. I felt like last episode, I felt like um, Miss Mississippi was going to blackmail him. That's what I him in some way, right? Yes, I kind of felt like that was going to happen. But it seems like she has other ambitions and it still wasn't really clear if she is legitimately interested in managing him cuz she kind of like said something about like how his manager wasn't shit, Loki. Mm-hmm. So it felt like she wanted to like manage him, but it also felt like She's just using him for a come up because she's obviously super into social media and she sees like this connection with him, bringing her more followers, bringing her more likes, bringing her more attention. So it's definitely self-serving for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what, um, which one it was. Cause at first I was like, wait, is she trying to manage him? But then it was like, no, she has this idea and uh-huh. she wants to be a headliner at the pink now and there's going to be murder night so we got we still got to see what happens on murder night but yes girl that was a very interesting unraveling and of course um towards the end of the episode little murder is in the studio with his manager and all his people, I presume, and Miss Mississippi is there. But it's someone mentions how he has been missing his studio sessions because Quote, unquote. Uh-huh. he's been booed up with Uncle Clifford, and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have a way of like obviously forthright being forthright and coming out and saying that. So right. now Miss Mississippi is his beard. So, 
it's they they got an entanglement going on. It's a major en- entanglement, okay? Entanglement, entanglement, entanglement. Girl, <laughs> I did not see this pop, plot twist coming. Mississippi is shooting her shot to put herself on, but she's literally playing with fire. Like, you be getting your ass whipped on a regular. So what's going to happen is you're going to whip your ass for even insinuating that you're in a relationship with somebody else. But really... It's going to come back on Lil Murder as if he's beating your ass. But really, Lil Murder's gay. So it's just... Whoa. You... Yes. That would be an excellent plot twist. Girl, I'm just, you know, I'm just like thinking like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is really bad. And Yes. Because he, like, Lil Murder pointed out like, oh, this been going on for a cool little Mississippi minute. Like, yes. you, you stay getting your ass beat. Like, what's up with that? Yes, so <laughs> somebody's gonna like get hurt. They gonna have to kill the baby daddy, or it's just I just feel like it's just gonna be some weird blowback. Like when the girls in the club at first, I thought they were hella jealous. Oh my god, you're inviting God in, but the devil's right behind them, you know. And I'm like, oh shit, like they know. No, you should not be putting yourself on like this. So we'll see what happens with this whole situation. Yes. Um. So there's I, so much happened in this episode. Right. I'm like, where do we go next? Uh, I guess I guess the obvious place to go next would be uh, Uncle Clifford when he pulls up on his former employee, who we learned, Eloise. Eloise. Yes. Who is now the mayor's uh, secretary or assistant, whatever. The first graduated hoe, okay? Yes. Which I didn't, I, you know, I fully didn't understand what that meant. But I got it. It's like, I got it. But Girl, I didn't get it. you know what like, that means. She got out and she made herself legit. She got on a payroll. She got benefits. She got a W-2. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I knew that there was something going on with her character too, for sure. You know, um, there was more to her. I just feel like there's so many layers to every character. You just never know. But um, he was not playing with her. And Uncle Clifford broke out the Creole, you know, when she first came in. I'm like, look at him. Uncle Clifford, another layer. Okay. Not the, not the Creole, girl. Girl. He said something. I could be wrong, but he said something in another language and got her attention and then said something about that was English after the fact. But it seemed like it sounded like it was French of some sort. He was definitely speaking the nail people's language. Mm. <laughs> he definitely was talking to the nail people in their language, mm-hmm. which I don't. I don't know what it was because I, I didn't recognize anything, but yes. Well, and then, give us some tea on the nail people. What is that? The nail, the, um, the people in the nail salon. Like, oh. I don't know what they were. Oh, you were saying? Yeah, they were either Vietnamese or, like, out here, they're, like, Vietnamese, but I don't know if it's the same in Memphis. Like, Korean, <laughs> Korean. I'm dying. So this boy would be up in there speaking Vietnamese. So gosh, I was just like, he said something in another language. What are you talking about, bro? 
<laughs> he was talking about Creole. I was like, what? That definitely was not Creole. <laughs> it's the heat. It's the heat. It's the heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we learned that the mayor's assistant, Miss Eloise, was mm-hmm. a former dancer turned house mother at mm-hmm. the time. And Uncle Clifford clearly feels blindsided because he know that she know More everything than what she's saying. Yes, yes, yes. So they had he like puts her on notice basically at the nail shop, and then later in the episode she shows up at the pink, and uh, her and Uncle Clifford have a more elaborate talk in which she basically gives the tea on what's going on and so Uh it also seems like she's low-key coming back to the pink or i don't know but we'll see we'll see how that plays out in these next two episodes because i feel like they gave us a little taste but maybe she's gonna be a, a bigger role in the next two episodes and maybe next season we don't know what's gonna happen I think so. It's just awesome because now she's like the mole with Isaiah. So now Uncle yeah. is going to be up on game with everything and it's just going to be great. But I feel like I feel like something has to happen. Like she, I don't really think she is going to be Uncle Clifford's mole. I feel like she maybe is going to double cross in some type of way because she you knows she's going to double cross. She works for the mayor's office. So Yes. That they've got a lot of room with that character in particular. I'm very interested to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But now back to uh back not the mayor, but uh, Brother Andre. Brother Andre. So Brother Andre. Oh God, Brother Andre. Brother Andre uh, you know, he's working on this deal for the whole casino. Now, interestingly enough, they show us ha- they show us him having a video chat with his wife this episode. Yes. And we yes. learned that the wife is a doctor. He's a lawyer. She has the, wife a white is, coat. Okay. the wife is a doctor. And she's pretty... And they seem to be getting along well, but there's a rift. She thinks that Andre needs to stay out in people business and go back home to Atlanta. That's all she wants, literally. Like literally, Eliza matters, and come back to home in Atlanta where you belong. Yes, and he is like. Chuck Lisa is my home. Like I'm I'm literally from here. And she was like <laughs> and all she basically was like, nigga please, like you live here in Atlanta. <laughs> like you literally have not been back there in years. Like you just picked up this project, blah blah blah. And so she feels like I think she feels like, like he's doing things intentionally to make his stay there longer. So there's a little bit of marital rift. Um, Definitely. Because then he like, he like hella gets off the phone with her hella fast. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, he don't want to hear her shit. I think that their relationship 
relationship it's really weird it's i think it's i don't know it seems their like relationship is an hbcu ass relationship okay I can, I can tell you that shit for sure they have a a spelman morehouse ass relationship yeah like we're supposed are, like, to be together. together and y'all are supposed to be together yes and y'all just, and, but y'all hate each other y'all hate each right. other yes. don't even know each other <laughs> don't know each other at all and, but y'all just like going with everything for show like y'all just checking boxes with each other right right so yeah that, yeah, that's what I felt it was. There was it was nothing genuine about their relationship. I should nothing. Say. Yeah, they seem more like good friends, not even good friends. Yeah, friends. like friends. Like we dated in college, but then we decided to take it to after college, and everybody else is getting married. So I mean, we got the means to do it. Let's get married. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lame. Now kind of lame but kind of interesting i wonder if she's gonna a- actually show up in one of these you know up- she's about to pop episodes. up she's mm. gonna pop up on the ass interesting interesting now the other scene involving andre now you already know how i feel about this one. First of all <laughs> i knew this scene was coming these antebellum ass moments. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> like, niggas is in picking cotton. Niggas is getting asked to pick some cotton. I was just like, you know what? This was coming. I should have known that this was coming. Girl. That the Civil War is not over. I'm like, Wayne, what? Kyle. Uh, excuse me, sir. Corbin's ass is scared. He's like, now watch it there, Andre. That gun might be loaded. <laughs> I hate I hate his voice. I hate his voice. I hate his voice. I hate his voice. I hate his voice super creepy like that. And like it's not that it's creepy, but it's like it's like if you know, I don't know what slaves talk like, unfortunately. <laughs> but I feel like He's doing his best impression of like a house slave. That's what I feel like he's doing, and I hate it. Oh, girl, he, <laughs> he's an impression of some type of something Cajun. So put some extra Cajun seasoning on that. On that, <laughs> you know. I would love to know what his actual voice is like. I'm going to have to YouTube him after tonight's episode because I'm not feeling whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck he's doing if he actually talks like that that like I guess I can let it slide but I feel like he doesn't talk like that enough. you know like he don't talk like that and if he got a British accent I got a problem <laughs> what, <laughs> British actors to play these American excuse me American ass roles stop well Autumn is British I know that's, that's part of the reason why we can't connect with her because she's not really <laughs> who she's supposed to be they should have just made her some British hoe and we would have liked that better now once I got over that whole antebellum moment I was a little confused because Corbin signs the fucking thing and they sell the land but then Andre goes back and he makes it a lease Andre does the right thing and he's gonna null and void that shit 
Unless he just pays the brothers and then leases on leases Corbin out. I don't know. That like I'm I'm confused on what happened there. I'm not, you know, a lawyer or into real estate. So I don't I didn't understand what happened. But I all I got is that he ended up making the final thing what Corbin actually wanted. So what the thing that yes. they found that isn't happening. I'm I'm a little bit confused, but I I I just understand that whatever they thought was happening is not. So yeah. Girl, that and I'm just happy that his boss like went for the okie doke because the boss is not playing with him. His boss is like, bitch, if you don't get a signature, you're going back to Atlanta. You're off the case. You're gonna find another city. But I'm just happy everything's working out. And Andre's just trying to do the right thing. He's trying to take care of people. Is he trying to do the right thing? Well, at first he wasn't invested and he was just trying to take those boys' money, but he knows that that lease is going to end up giving them way more longer-term money than the $6 million that they were going to get up front, you know? So I think that in that regard, he's trying to do the right thing for Corbin. <clears throat> hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. What else do you have in your notes? I think, oh, no. No, I was about to say, I think we covered everything, but what we didn't cover Hmm. is uh, Uncle Clifford bailing Patrice out. First of all, when she said she don't make deals with the devil, and he said, oh, but I do, took me out. (laughs) That I do and put his fingernails on her face, took me the fuck out. Patrice Woodbine. Ciao. Um, um, but what's gonna happen there? Is he trying to get that twenty k from her so he could put it down on the club? And then it's fuck Mercedes dreams, and you fucking Mercedes over really too at the end of the day. Like, what is going on? Yeah, that's a really good prediction. I that was the first that was the first thing that I thought of, but then I was like, but no, like, how does that even work? I don't know. But I'm very interested to see what happens with that situation. <laughs> Oh, interested to see what what happens with that situation. Like, Patrice is out of jail. She couldn't have given up all the money. She got some money left over. Uh, you know what? You know what I want to talk about is something that happened early in the in the beginning of the episode. That tennis lesson with Terica, and she was hating it. Yes. You know? um, that that actually reminded me of me. Really. <laughs> Okay, because we grew up in the 90s and Venus and Serena, you know, they're not that much older than us. And Mm -hmm. we, we like, I feel like every black girl of a certain age, like if you were coming up and you seem like you were within the same age range as Venus and Serena, your ass fucking went to tennis lessons. At some point. At at least one tennis lesson. (laughs) At some point. And we, growing up here, we we have this thing called EPAT, which is East Palo Alto Tennis and Tutoring Program. Now, I have a bunch of friends who went through EPAT, and literally every single one of them are raw as fuck at tennis. Like, they're they're amazing at tennis. Um, My best friend, Jennifer, who normally sometimes, long-time listeners of this podcast have heard her on past episodes. Jennifer 
was fucking raw at she still is she's hella raw at tennis like i legitimately feel like she need to pull up to fucking dolores park one of these days and catch serena when she'd be playing us common folk in in tennis and like it would probably be a good ass game Jennifer was really raw in tennis and she really, really convinced me to join this program with her one year. And I, I fucking hate tennis. I fucking hated playing tennis. I was not, I was not that athletic. I wasn't into it. So when I was watching her and she fucking hated tennis practice, I was like, look at me on TV. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) I fucking hated tennis, but yes. Also, the um, stepmom, I guess, is very interesting. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, she seems like their house and the fact that she's paying for this girl to have tennis lessons is, like, extremely wealthy. So that lets me know a little bit more about the dad. Because remember, I said when we – when what was that, like, three episodes ago when Mercedes busts up the house party? Mm-hmm. And I and Cortez, they keep talking about Cortez, who is obviously this girl's father. But I said, I feel like it was maybe uh, that lady's brother. Because mm-hmm. she seemed, like, so much older than Mercedes. But we learned that that, that was actually her husband. So he was cheating on her with Mercedes and Mercedes got pregnant, but we still don't learn how she got custody. Um, no, we don't learn how she got custody. A. B, I been knew that that lady was whoever Mercedes was dealing with. That was his, like the wife. Mercedes was his mistress. And I was just trying to figure out like, damn, like what, obviously we're not going to find out what happened between them. But I think that, Cortez was clearly one of Mercedes' regulars that she got carried away with. He's like coach, but she let him take her him there, take her there essentially. Um, it just sucks um, the way that this whole situation is going down. Like <laughs> when she tried to say, uh, when Mercedes tried to say Cortez is rolling in his grave, Shell was not having it. She was like, Cortez ain't rolling nowhere. I burned his cheating ass up, and he's in an urn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about what her daddy might do his ashes are on her urn on a mantle bitch like that was a straight read but also that it's a lot of women that deal with cheating ass dudes and don't necessarily leave and they go through it but whatever was in the her cards this nigga obviously died and left her with a lot of money and so for her it was like okay he gave me this really nice lifestyle it seems but so i'm gonna take care of his daughter and it, and maybe they had, you know, they couldn't have kids because it doesn't seem like she has any kids of her own actual. So maybe it's like she's the kid that she never could have. So even though it was painful, it's like she got a baby out of this situation, you know? I don't know. It's- yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't, I feel like something is going to happen there. Like there's going to be a big blow up. But I don't know if it'll happen this season. I feel like it'll probably be more of Mercedes' storyline for next season. Mm-hmm. If if it becomes a big thing at all. But yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta find out what brought them here. And I feel like they could do a whole 
backstory <laughs> about a whole backstory like season on like where everyone came from and so it's just really exciting to see all the love layers that Katori has written for all these characters because baby once you think you got somebody figured out you really don't mm-hmm. um is that I'm like I didn't I actually didn't write down notes this episode so I'm just kind of like thinking of everything through my head but is that everything i'm trying to think what else happened uh oh oh big l goes to see gidget's boo well girl we're gonna talk about this white boy and that trippy shot well scene that scene was so crazy but shot well that boy the 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 the, the neighborhood candy man yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody know what a candy mine is. Okay. White um, candy. He fine. He is fine on that show. He's hella you cute. Know, I don't usually don't usually go for the others, but he's he cute. Looks, with the, he's cute. The, the crackhead vibes are throwing me off just a little. Yes, yes, yes. Strong crackhead vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Big L who normally does the books over at the pink is like uh you need to let me hold something right. he'll get into business with this man oh, i don't know his uh, i don't know his character's name which is problematic but gidget's boo um and so yeah we need to see what's gonna happen with that i think that's either gonna go all the way left or it may actually work out and that might in a weird way be what saves the pink I don't know I feel like this episode gave us a lot of options for what could potentially save the pink it could be autumn she could probably buy that shit with all that money she got Uh, it could be big L and whatever he got going on with the little side drug dealer situation or it could be uh, Miss Mississippi and Lil Murder like Lil Murder might actually blow up and become more than just you know the local rapper so it's a lot of options in this episode I feel like like I feel like this episode had so much going on but ultimately maybe was about the fate of the pink and also maybe maybe some symbolism that was a little too on the nose autumn and that pink gun and she had like she has it when they're in the car and mercedes makes fun of it because it's like this really really tiny pink gun but she is saying like she like obviously they need it because they keep driving around with all that cash um but at the very end of the episode autumn finally has mercedes locker but she shares the combination with miss mississippi and she shows her very casually that the gun is also in there. And she she makes a note about, or she she makes a one-off statement about how, like, unlike Mercedes, she shares. And, and I get the impression that she's telling Miss Mississippi or Keyshawn, um, you could use this gun if you need it. Because she knows that Keyshawn is getting beat by her baby daddy. Yes. So, I also feel like somebody might be getting shot in these one of these upcoming episodes. So somebody's definitely getting popped. 
I just hope it's nobody that we like, but I feel like they've been cruising and getting closer to some like real shit popping off and I can't wait. So um I hope that it's her baby daddy that gets shot though. Yeah. I yeah. But this episode was actually really good. There was a lot going on. I have a lot of questions and I'm so sad that we don't get to watch on Sunday. So so week there won't be an episode because there won't be a new P Valley episode, but then it starts back up the week after. Yeah, it's on hold because uh, uh, Power is about to start up again, Ghost. Oh, the new, the Power, the first Power. The Book of Ghost. Yes, girl. (laughs) Power, the Book of Ghost with Mary J. Blige and Method Man. Yeah, I didn't really want to watch it, but I'm going to watch it because I enjoy Method Man as an actor, I must say. He's really great. I enjoy Mary. I enjoy yelling at Tyreek's stupid ass every week. So, yeah, I'll be watching it. You'll be watching. The other show I started watching was Lovecraft Country, but I feel like I need to read (sighs) some more because there's a lot of racism, and I feel like I have to mentally prepare myself to watch this shit. First of all, (laughs) nigga. But it was great. I thought that Watchmen blew my wig off, okay? It's crazier than Watchmen. Watchmen was off the chain. I didn't know what the fuck was happening half the time, and it was so amazing. This one, I'm really like, what world are we in? What year is it? Oh, my God. What are these things? It's just crazy, but I love it. I'm going to definitely keep watching it. My girl, uh, it was Journey Smollett is in it. I love her ass. Yes. it's gonna be great, great actors. Um, there's some, there's some seasoned actors on there. Um, yes, Angela Bassett's yeah. husband. Yes, yes, Lord. Look Courtney B. Vance. That part in the perm. So yeah, Courtney. Um, the other guy, what's his name? Uh, the main, the, the main character. His name's like John Johnson. I don't. Know. <laughs> Like, his first name is, like, Johnson or something like that. I don't know. I told, I told, I already said on that. Jonathan Majors. No. (laughs) You know it was something with a J. Something with a J. Uh, Black people, why we don't never be knowing actors' names? You don't. You know his face, though. Like, fuck. Have you seen No, the face. He was in, um, he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, he was in that? Yeah, he was in that. He was actually really good. He's, he's been, um, doing his thing. He does, He's been in a lot of things. So to hear that he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco, that's awesome, because that was a small, a small feature. Yeah. A nice little indie. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, he, he he was good. I I was very into the show. You know, I like nerdy, like little supernatural stuff. But I will say, going into it, I thought it was like black people in the fifties or whatever, and they had to battle, you know, white people racism. But mm-hmm. I was thinking the monsters were like not gonna be attacking the black people but that was not the case so I have to go 
back because I've never read any Lovecraft books and I actually didn't read the book. This is this show is based on a book and I didn't read that either. So I need I feel like I need to do some research <laughs> to better understand this. I actual. do too. This, I feel like this is gonna be like Westworld slash uh Watchmen slash uh what's that other? No. <laughs> what's that other one? The uh True Detective, like sometimes, sometimes HBO be having these really fucking brainy shows. Like I, like you have to think a lot and like really pay attention because you'd be missing a lot of stuff. And I feel like this is going to be one of those shows. This is definitely one of those shows. It's hella shit going on. The way that there's so, there's so much symbolism. That's what I'll say. That's what it is. There's so many, like, underlying, like, meanings and just shit happening and, oh, man, the whole scene when the monsters came, why were they only attacking those type of people? Like, it's just some shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just can't wait to see where this goes. And I, who, who directs this and wrote this saying? Um, I don't know, but this, I know it was created and written by the um, girl who did underground which was your favorite show of course so that's why i really like how this was shot too because you know it hurt my soul when underground was taken off off (laughs) but um i was like this is getting taken off the air right when you finally convinced me to get into it too that's the part that hurt me the most i was like damn it i didn't binge this whole thing and now you telling me it's not coming back yep pretty painful um Oh, Sorry. Misha Green and J.J. Abrams. So oh, pre- yes, yes. Showrunner mm-hmm. Misha Green, J.J. Jo- Abrams, Jordan Peele, Brian yes. Jordan Peele is the executive producer. That part I did know. Yeah, that that's given us the creepiness. creepiness. Yeah. But uh, um, Jonathan, this brother Jonathan is so young. This brother graduated from Yale. 2016, child. Oh, yeah, that is, that's like recent. Yeah, <laughs> not that yeah. long ago. School all of them drama. went to um, all of them went to Yale. Like yes, the Yale acting school really be Angela and Courtney. I think went to Yale too. That Yale mm-hmm. acting school don't fuck around. I guess. Those, girl, them kids just booked and busy. Yeah, for real. Um, I just remembered something from the P Valley episode. It's probably the most important piece that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. at the very end of the episode Maine finds a missing flyer for autumn that was the most important part of the whole show because now this bitch has been flying under the radar and there's a fucking flyer for her missing yeah in the episode the montavious is walking behind her in the club and the bitch looks scared so it's a lot happening you know, this is just, I, what am I going to do in three weeks when this show isn't on anymore? Girl, we about to have to like petition to Katori to get up on a show, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> do you need help with anything? Do you need us to on hand? I would like to be Lil Murder's esthetician, actually. Um, yeah, he does whatever, need some hands. Whatever his real name 
is in it's Jay. What's the name? Jay Alphonse. Alphonse, something like okay. that. Yeah. I would like to be his esthetician. His fiance in real life is from Oakland. Maybe they can pull up. I'm just saying. Hey, maybe. Brother, if you're listening, come through. Let me bless your skin one time. Not saying there's anything wrong with you. I think you're you're great. You're fine. Mm-hmm. But I just, just want to like, I feel like I, I would get better like wow results from a male celebrity client because most like women celebrities are already super beautiful anyway it like really doesn't matter (laughs) you work on their skin it's just gonna be like oh wow she goes to her but like it's not gonna be like wow you made her look like no because they're already pretty they're already beautiful like I'm not gonna I don't know how much more beautiful I can make them naturally without makeup mm-hmm. so yeah i would i would love to have you as a client jay alphonse little murder holla at me do it do it but yeah i think that's that is it for the tv this week for me i will be sad to miss p valley next week but i guess i will watch uh the power spinoff and Lovecraft Country and yeah I think that's what we got on the lineup you know they only allow black people to get two shows a season I mean uh, yeah (laughs) two shows is Love and Hip Hop ever going to come back girl not during COVID you know them niggas is retarded I don't think (laughs) it's going to happen the way that Kirk was like, it's COVID, what are we going to do about our money? I was like, oh, yeah, no, these guys, they're canceled. They're done. <laughs> you know, Tyler Perry shot a full 22-episode show in two weeks during COVID. He actually just wrapped it up. My God, is it going to be crazy like that movie? That we saw on Netflix. <laughs> and the beginning I don't have the I don't second have COVID plus. feature. <laughs> I don't have BT plus, so I have no idea what happens on these Tyler Perry shows, but this sounds like maybe I need to get BT plus to see how it turns out. Cause I'm pretty sure it is going to be some bullshit. But I could use a good comedy, so We'll see. Child. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm holding on. I just can't wait. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Peepop and Talking. Your girl, Bab, signing out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys the week after next when episode, was this is episode six, episode seven. We'll see you guys when that episode comes out. Yep. It's going to be amazing. All right. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. All right.